I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Up the Witch. We're your neighborhood witches, where we get together each week to talk about women, wellness, and all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand our human experience. While we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived on this land before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we're learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. <laughs> so, with each episode, we really think it's important to set intention or create a blessing. So, just want to open up this space with that being said. So, if you're driving, pull over. JK, don't really. Keep listening. <laughs> and just accept this blessing um, that we are going to start this podcast with. So... Go ahead and take a deep inhale in through your nose and release through your mouth. And let's take one more holding at the top. And release. I just like to call in our guides and spirit team to be here with us as we begin this podcasting journey together. Help us to stay true to our hearts and souls and our purpose as we connect with others in our community, creating this beautiful witchy collective together, helping us to learn and grow and staying humble while inspiring others to also be more connected with themselves and with the earth and with their own special magic. Thank you for this opportunity and inspiration to be here together, helping us find one another to start this beautiful project. We're so excited. Thank you for being with us. Help us to speak eloquently while staying open to receive feedback so that we can grow and do better each and every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right. So we also would love to do an energy reading uh, each week mm-hmm. as we land, just to kind of like get the juices flowing. So I'm going to pull us a card today. We have the Mystic Rebel Oracle deck. The back of the deck says the Mystic Rebel Oracle deck is intended to help the conscious creator and wild woman of this world tap more deeply into their intuit- intuitive gifts. Intuition. <laughs> Be warned, that. though, these ain't yo mama's angel cards. This woof, deck woof. is for those next-gen mystics with a rebel soul who are ready to unleash their inter enchantress. So while she was reading the description of the deck, our card already flipped out. Uh, Today we have the transformation card. So beautiful. We'll post it on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Waking Up the Witch to find that. This card is so perfect. We literally, Taylor and I, 
are getting out of our comfort zones and completely transforming learning to connect with our inner witch and helping others do the same so i think that's a perfect card to start off this podcast let this podcast transform you (laughs) we're literally (laughs) breaking out of our cocoon we've been like stewing in the cocoon for a long time and now we're just like i'm uncomfortable in here and i'm done and i'm ready to be the butterfly So here we go. Let's fucking bloom. Let's grow. Let's learn. And let's transform transform to our high self. Beautiful. Um, Thank you, cards. I think we should talk about why witchcraft. Like, why witch? Witchiness. Okay, so somebody kept saying to me the other day, like, well, a witchy, being a witch is just a trend right now. And I'm like, (laughs) Okay, maybe, but I think it's because there's a conscious awakening of everyone that people are feeling more called to reflect within themselves mm-hmm. and connect with something higher. So, like, cool, maybe it's trendy. I think it's a tight trend. I think we should, if there's a trend of growth, like, that can't be negative. <laughs> I'm hopping on that train. Yeah, let's go. I also think it's like, the term witch has always been so taboo or scary and like back the power yeah we've never really been able to talk openly about being witchy or having these curiosities that gave me chills this is kind of like a revolutionary thing like and now that maybe our ancestors never had the opportunity to (laughs) like openly we live in a world now platform. where we have the internet and we Phew. have social media we have podcasts we all are given this voice and we're being given this opportunity to use ours and talk about things that we're passionate about and here on waking up the witch we're passionate about growth and healing and transformation and, transformation. <laughs> and so yeah you know maybe it is a trend but i think it's because we're all being able to be accepted now it was also a man that said that so oh god <laughs> suck your own dick <laughs> get that shit out of here <laughs> So, I guess what we want to say is, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to us? What What does does it it mean mean to to you? Let us know. I think witchcraft is a way of working with energy to produce results, living in harmony with nature, and just having respect for the earth and its creatures and everything that exists on it. Including ourselves. Including ourselves and and others. It's about connecting. And if that's it, if that's the only thing that makes you a witch, then you're a fucking witch. If you just want to connect with others, then you can call yourself a witch. I'm also not down with all these Facebook groups that are like, every Facebook group, everybody wants to argue. Whether it be about curly hair or being a vegan or witchcraft. You can be whatever the fuck you want as long as you're being kind. Truth. And This is what I say on Facebook mostly. Maybe a lot of judgment and, <laughs> and anger and but craziness there. If you feel like a witch, you probably are a witch. And you can be a witch. There's really no, no rules. rules. Yeah. It's literally being kind to yourself and others yeah. and the planet and everything that exists, just like yeah. Taylor said. Yeah. I also think it's about empowerment. Like, hell yeah. We live again in a time where the society, the societal norms that we were all raised in are collapsing before but, our eyes yeah. right now. And we all are giving ourselves fucking permission to be exactly who we want to be. And 
yeah, to like not take the judgment or tell everyone just to fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, we love you. If you're not you. Not, not you. you. <laughs> but the haters, but like the haters. we said <laughs> once before. Yeah. Fuck the haters. Like yep. they're only hating because they didn't empower themselves yep. to be it's better a, people. It's a reflection. They're trying sure. to keep you down so that they stay cool, but we're not in the cool gang. We're in our own gang. Our own coven. <laughs> yeah. We don't gang, we coven. Yep. <laughs> so today's episode, we thought maybe we would talk to you guys about how we came here, what our journey has been to spirituality and making our, I don't know, witchcraft. How we've reclaimed the word witch. How we, our journeys that have we led claimed. us. <laughs> we, we claimed. <laughs> we claimed. I think you just yeah. made a new word. Hashtag we claimed. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I personally really love about podcasts is that you get to really become like it's you're like the third friend or the or the yeah. second friend or fourth friend. Like the people who you're listening to on the other end, you get to know them and grow with them, even if they don't see it or know it, and yeah. they become a part of your life and your own growth. And yeah. so, you know, we think it's important for you to get to know us. And of course, as time goes on, you're going to get to know us more. You're going to get to know our personalities, our desires. We have a lot to say. <laughs> and um, today, we just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves like this is our first date so get yourself a cup of coffee glass of wine we're drinking wine we're drinking some wine um it is almost seven o'clock on a monday we deserve that wine today we sound checked for an hour and a half so. i think longer but that's okay we're new at this we're learning and growing literally that's that's our intention of this podcast and yeah. boy are we being given the opportunity I to learn and grow that we'll look back on right now in mm. the future and be like Oh, damn. Cute little baby angels. Look at, remember that first podcast we made? (laughs) So, yeah. I'm excited uh, for this journey. Excited to do it with you. Yeah. Excited to share who we are. I personally have, this is Taylor. I personally have wanted to do a podcast for a really long time. I never knew what about. And then I met Amber and I shared that interest and... She was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. And then it just started, started to kind of happen. And yeah. it's happened really organically. Yeah. It feels like there's no, nothing being forced. We're not forcing this. We're not swimming upstream. We're literally going with the flow. Yeah. So whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But the, we invite you in to experience it with us. At the end of the day, this is this is for us. We decided that. And yeah. We, we do want to inspire others. That is a big part of our mission in creating this, but... It's a part of our healing journey. Yeah, it's for us. And so yeah. we invite you in to join us on this beautiful journey. Welcome, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. Okay. All right, so... Amber is going to share with you first. I'll go first. This is Amber. You'll, you'll get to know me. You'll get to know this voice. You'll know who I am. So... I am a Reiki master and intuitive psychic medium. I focus on soul-to-soul healing through my Reiki practices as well as past life regressions and channeled messages. It's taken me a long time to get to this point to even gain confidence in calling myself these things. And I know that's always going to shift and change and that's okay because 
again, I'm growing. So a little bit of my timeline. I was born into this beautiful earth, October 1985. <laughs> <laughs> October 18th, it comes right after this first episode. Yeah, soon is my birthday. It's Libra season, and then soon after that is Taylor's birthday. It's perfect time for us to turn the page. You guys are eight. Yeah, we're both Aww. eights. 28th and 18th love. of October. Love, love, love. Made for each other. So when I was a kid, I always knew there was like something weird slash special about me. Um, <laughs> that sounds really uh, weird to say. I think everyone's special. I'm not you. I, I mean, I'm unique. We're all unique. Yeah. That's what I mean. But. Um, something a little different that wasn't like normal in society. You yeah. know, my mom noticed when I was younger that I could see auras. I remember telling her like I could see something like floating around and, and, and she was a little more open-minded back then. I'll get to that. And she really helped me learn that what I was seeing was people's auric fields. This is the extension of your body, your energy that exists outside of you. And it can have many colors or change colors based upon how you're feeling or what's going on in your world. But I could I could pick up on people's energies, and she really helped me see that at a young age. I could feel what people were feeling, too. I remember driving past car accidents and, like, really feeling in my body the pain and suffering and anxiety that people were experiencing. My mom would teach me, like, to put a protective white light bubble around them, you know, to kind of send them healing love and to also protect myself from that energy I was receiving and picking up on. So now I know at almost 37 years old, I'm an empath. (laughs) It's painful and apparently it's a gift. (laughs) So I'm learning, learning that. Um, I also had past life memories when I was very young. I used to describe them as dreams. That's what they felt like. And uh, one in particular, not until I was in like sixth grade, a cousin of mine was explaining a past life memory he had and realizing it was the same exact story. I once told his mother like 10 years prior, maybe not 10. When did you stop having past life memories? I only really remember one vivid memory. Like I'm sure there were more when I was a kid, but only one that's really like been strong to me. And I have these birthmarks too on both sides of my ears that my aunt used to tell me that was the sign of a princess mm-hmm. um, from like, I don't know, s- some foreign family. It was like princess markings. I thought I was like weird and unique. And then when I think I was in middle school, I saw another girl with them and I was like, ooh. <laughs> Let me see. Your princess, this one's more prominent on that side. Just like, huh. it almost looks like a little mole kind yeah. of. This one's not as, as big, but you could see them more when I was younger. Hmm. They offered to cut them off when I was a kid. My mom's like, no, that's a part of her. <laughs> that is a part of you. So yeah, past life memories at a very young age. I remember too, like kindergarten. It was Christmas Eve. I swear to God, I saw Santa Claus putting <laughs> presents underneath my tree. Okay, I did too, but my grandma hired a man <laughs> every year like of my that. childhood to be Santa. So no, it was I saw like him, but it was usually all. my dad. 
He'd be like, I got to go get some smokes at the gas station. And then he'd come back, smell like, I'm like, why does Santa smell like cigarettes and sound like my dad? And everybody's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> That's so funny. So, maybe yours was it's different. It's different. It's so different. I remember telling my mom and she was just like mind blown by it because literally, and not like you're a kid and I'm playing along, but like, holy shit, my daughter's seeing ghosts in the house. Mm. I saw the spirit of St. Nick. <laughs> so... Now I now I feel like that's what I was seeing. I was seeing ghosts. Like I, we I need to circle so back to that. We'll circle um, back to all these things. This is just like a quick uh, chapter look over. What do they call it? Table of contents. That's what we're doing here. All of these stories go in far more depth for sure. So yeah, as you can maybe kind of gather, my mom was very open minded at a younger age, and she was raised Catholic and uh, Lutheran. So that's so crazy. (laughs) So, you know, these very Christian based religions. And I think she had me two weeks before being 18. So she was a young mom and I think was really looking to find her purpose, her sense, her calling, her higher power and really kind of hopped around and started exploring. Were you the firstborn? I was the firstborn. Yes. And she eventually, I don't know, I was probably in like third grade. Was your mom an older mom or a younger mom? Oh, she was young. She was okay. two weeks from being 18. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So she's a Halloween baby. I did not know yeah. that she was... She was she, in, wait, she was 17? She was 17. Oh. So I was born on the 18th, and then her birthday is the 31st, so okay. she was almost 18. Okay. I think that changes my... Um, I think that's an important part of this story that I did not know before. Mm, yeah. She was young. She was just trying to figure her shit out. Yeah. Trying to like grow up, but then she also had this baby. Yeah, well, you. Grew she up. was a kid, so um, so yeah, so she she was hopping around, and I think I was about ten years old or so, and then she found some witchy friends, and they practiced Wicca, which is like a witchy religion. I guess it's technically a religion. It's technically a religion. We'll probably talk a little bit more about different types of witchy yeah. things, but. Uh, so we'll get there. But yeah, so she decided that she wanted to explore Wicca a little bit more. And I remember she'd have friends come over and she was reading them tarot. And we had, all the kids had to like go in the room. We couldn't really be a part of it. It was kind of mysterious and always offering up this advice for the friends. I remember this one friend, I can't remember her name, sort of the C, but she always had male problems. Like not like US male, but like the wiener kind of male. <laughs> always had them boy problems them fuck boys in and out of her life and my mom was always doing these extensive yeah because they were like 22 years old yeah they were young and learning and growing always fuck boys around when you're 22 (laughs) years old so that was like part of my childhood um I remember she would have like another friend her name Shelly we might try to get her on here sometime I still kind of have contact with her but they used to go pretty pretty intense and their rituals like every full moon they would get together and they'd set up this table outside and get real witchy and I just always was like that is so fucking cool what are they doing I want to be a part of it we used to go camping with them a lot and just very like grounded in the earth and everything just felt so magical and like I don't know like playing with fairies creating fairy gardens like all these little things we used to do that were just so whimsical and I loved it. Um, Which is also like when you're a kid, everything 
feel so magical and to like have that welcomed and invited into life and not like be questioned but I think another really serious part of that is your mom was younger and so she was still very open influenced and open all of those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember still being like 18, 19, 20 and seeing the world through a much less cynical, yeah, totally. um, more, yeah, whimsical. Open-minded yeah, and definitely. like ready for life and whatever it has yeah. to offer. Totally. Another big part of my childhood, uh, she read a lot of books by Mary Summer Rain. Who's and, that? Um, she's an author, I believe. She, I don't know if my mom ever actually met her, but she knew people who knew her. And I think that's how she got in touch with her work. She does a lot of like nature readings or writings, sorry, not readings, a lot with connecting to nature. But there was this book by Mary Summerine that was intended for children that we read that was called Mountains, Meadows, and Moonbeams. Um, and this book was really like what opened my mind to the possibilities. It talks about astral projection. It talks about the golden white light bubble, like all sorts of these spiritual things. It also still uses the terms God on this podcast. We're very open-minded to God, universe, source, divine, Buddha, Kermit the Frog, whatever you want to call <laughs> that energy. It's all yeah. the same to us here. But in this book, I, I was reading it to my nieces and nephews. We're never going to be talking about the Christian Catholic God. Yes. If that is what you align with, sure. He's that ain't our daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I've been very connected to the term universe, like, same my whole life, I feel. Uh, but it all means the same to us. No judgment. Connect with what you will. So, yeah, this book definitely talks a lot about That's God be being... Oh, yeah. Where's that one? <laughs> Me too, sis. <laughs> Pour a little for our guest, too. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug. Cheers. Mm. That's a good bottle. Which one is this? Oh my god. Let's That's share with the so guest. good. So um, we live in wine country, Oregon. We live in southern Oregon and we actually went to this winery after we went to the Vortex. Oh yeah. Which is a whole other thing we'll talk to you Can't about. Wait. And it's called Cliff Creek Cellars and we're drinking the 2017 Claret. Sorry to interrupt, but I took a drink of it and I was like, holy It's really good. Okay. So, Mary Summerine, she is a goddess author and um, she really influenced my thinking that was just out of what everyone else has taught. You know, everyone else around me was going to Calvary Christian Church, which is a cult, by the way. <laughs> if you're in it, run. Um <laughs> So yeah, so th- this was my childhood, which I'm so grateful for. It was beautiful. My mom had a broom named Guinevere. She like built this broom from the forest. Like I remember when she found the staff, like when we were out camping and she brought it home and she anointed it with oils and she like gave it life. And Guinevere was basically like the fourth child in our family. And my brother used to play ball with it, with her, and would kick it back and forth and no one could touch her. She would literally shock you if you tried to touch her. Yeah, she was magical. As a lot of things happen with life, sometimes you realize that this shit ain't for you. And for my mom, I don't really know what exactly happened, 
But she decided she couldn't do the witch shit no more and decided that she was going to go back to Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Sad day for Guinevere. She burned her in our backyard. So, like, it hurts me saying that. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, she literally burned the witch. So sad. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what I think. Like, how symbolic. Yeah. Like, you burnt the witch. Also, she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. And I'm sure she'd had some beautiful ceremony with it because she she gave it life. But, so, yeah. So, my mom decided to go back to Catholicism. Kind of had some open-mindedness in my teenage years. There was a lot of trauma and things with her second husband. They got divorced. And then, yeah. Oh, rewind. Something else I used to do as a kid, I was in like fourth grade and I used to go into the kitchen and I'd pull out like the cooking oil and pour some in the jar and then I'd grab the spices and I'd smell them and decide which ones I wanted to add in and I'd make little healing oils in our kitchen and I'd spice them up. There was always cinnamon in it, always cinnamon sticks, of course, but I made our little healing oils and then I'd keep it in my room to kind of like stew for a little bit. I think I had like had to sit there for like at least two days and then no matter what you had going on if you scraped your knee or you twisted your ankle or you had a broken heart my healing oils I swear would fix you and I always oh, like I love pull out my healing oils and I'd rub them on you if my mom was I, I felt a lot of her emotions and you know that's the an empath, empath. And I would be like, you want some of my healing oils? And who knows if they actually worked, but she always entertained it, which was really sweet. This is pre-Guinevere dying. But yeah, that was something like witchy I always used to do. And I know a lot of kids like did their little making potions and stuff. It's very much just something we do. But this, I really like, I put all my intention and love into it. So anyways, fast forward. She got divorced from the second husband. Thank goddess. Peace, douche. Bye. And in high school, I met this friend, Kate, and we became instant besties. And of course, like, watched practical magic all the time and the craft and all those things. And we got curious. And, you know, my mom used to be a witch. So I had some, like, knowledge of, like, this could be a real thing that we do. And I think end of junior year of high school, we started to get a little curious. My mom was fresh out of her divorce. And so I felt like I could talk to her about it. And she was kind of open-minded. So we like made this whole book binder, like printed off at our library at school, like how to become Wicca or Wiccan and um, really started to like study that. We told like, don't do this kids, but we totally cut our hands like they do in practical magic. I like, did that shit. Your blood, my blood, our blood. We totally did that. I was doing that in like third grade. Don't do that. Don't though. do that. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. It's bad. Don't mix your blood. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. So yeah, so we got really <laughs> curious about that. I don't think we ever really did like a whole lot past our curiosity and our binder probably just sat there, but you know, these little curiosities. Do you have this binder? No, I think I did for a little while, That'd but I don't dope. have it anymore. You know, and what I did love about Wiccas is very nature-based and just, like, connecting with the earth, which I still think is a very important part of who I am today, what I've always been really attracted to about being a witch. Like, I am an earth witch, even though I connect with all the things above and around and et cetera, being grounded in the earth is still so important to me. Um, and then fast forward is probably like 25, 26 or so. I just 
gotten out of my first big breakup with a boyfriend and became friends with this woman who was a couple like maybe two or three years older than me and she was pretty witchy and used to like do her own little moon rituals and stuff and we used to get together I bought my first deck my first oracle deck it was an animal deck I was really into like animal messages at the time got really into this book called animal speak by Ted Andrews highly recommend it if you are attracted to learning about the messages that animals can bring you, whether they're physical or in your dreams or however they come to you, they hold medicine for us. Uh, So I was really into this. So I bought this deck. It was an animal deck and her and I used to just do readings for each other. Like she'd come over, we'd light some candles, drink some wine and really helped me start to kind of get connected with my intuition and being comfortable reading out loud. Like I hated reading. I hated reading out loud and I really think like doing that helped me gain confidence in reading out loud. I still stumble in my words, but I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. And there's a lot of words I don't know. And I don't give a fuck about that either. I want to learn them. I'm not embarrassed by not knowing things anymore. So uh, like learning to read Oracle cards really helped me gain confidence in a lot of areas of my life that I didn't expect. But that was always really special to get together like every, every couple of nights or so. And that was really when I started to kind of connect deeper into my spiritual journey again and setting up an altar and just being a little bit more connected to my own self and my own spirituality. And through that time too, of course, I'm in my mid twenties and dating around. I got on my heartbreak and dating guys that were just really bad for me. A lot of projects. I like, <laughs> I really liked to help people get better and I attracted some really terrible guys that just, I was way better than them. And I see that now in retrospect. But hey, girl was lonely. Also, and that's a different part of your healing journey. Totally. Well. That, yeah. that was a big part. No judgment to old past me. She had to go through that. But that. with that being said, I did have a friend who sat me down and was like, okay, girl, we got to talk about the guys <laughs> you're bringing it in. And we need to write out a list of the type of guy that you desire which she's not a witch at all not even today never was but just, she probably was like we need pros and cons because you're literally <laughs> stop bringing these on douche around <laughs> yeah. um and so i we wrote out this list of qualities that were like musts in a man and who i wanted to attract and not at the time i didn't realize but i was completely manifesting totally. right now husband i have discovered that list kind of recently and looking back on it Mark, my husband, checks off almost every single box. There's like there's like one thing, so he's a big stoner, and one of the things I wrote on there was like, can't be a big stoner, or if he is, has to at least be a productive stoner. So he's in the productive stoner category. <laughs> <laughs> I did it a lot of guys who just smoked a lot of weed and took advantage of me having a house and like sat around and did nothing. So that was where that came from. (laughs) This was in Arizona, too, yeah. Uh, When we had to, like, hide our shit because you weren't allowed to smoke. Anyways, totally manifested my husband. Looking back on that now, it's like, wow, that's kind of magical that I wrote out this list. So if you find yourself in a place where you're like, what am I doing? 
who are these people I'm attracting? Why do I keep attracting the same kind of people? Stop. Just Take stop. A look around. So, first of all, learn to love yourself because I think I wasn't loving myself enough, and that's part of it. But write yourself a list. Like, who do you want to spend your life with? Who do you want to spend time with? If, even if you're not interested in a romantic relationship, what kind of people yes. do you want to surround yourself with? Whether that be friends or anything yeah. else, business partners, you like want it does matching your energy. Have your to be field. romantic, totally. But just a little witch trick: you can manifest whatever you want. Just get intentional, sit down, yeah. write it out, and at the end of the day, love yourself because that's how you get what you want. And feel that list, feel those feelings, like yeah. get it's okay emotional about it. Yeah, if you don't feel it, it ain't. It's not going to happen. Totally. So when I was, I just turned 28, I met the love of my life, <laughs> Mr. Mark. Mr. Mark. Um, also, crazy story. I think I'll tell it another yeah. time because this is already <laughs> going over, but um, we'll get back to that. So anyways, fell in love, got real serious, moved in right away. And side note, Kate and I, my high school friend, she lived in another state and eventually down the road after Mark and I got married she wanted to move to be closer to us so we um, moved her into our house so she could kind of get on her feet in this new state and as time went on eventually about nine months later so we went through a big breakup and this was kind of like a big turning point for me I was completely heartbroken you and Kate or you and Mark me and Kate Yeah. Yeah. So we had a really, really hard breakup, uh, which led us, led me to kind of like this spiritual awakening. And through that, I found Reiki, which Reiki helped me return back to like loving myself, like my Reiki teacher, I think I might have said this in, in our trailer, but she told me like, she gave me permission to still love her, that it was okay that I loved her, but that it was important for me to love myself more. And this was a big game changer along with the entire energy work of it all that like, I woke up the next day and was like, I need to learn Reiki. And that like, just threw me into such a beautiful place and like reconnecting back into myself and my power I really feel like I reclaimed this part of my soul that I'd given to her it's a pretty intense practice I felt Mm -hmm. cracked wide open and it wasn't something that I was expecting at all yeah it was really powerful I had no idea really what I was getting into other than the fact that it was some sort of energy work and I knew that and you're grasping for straws when you're in the traumatic place you're like I'm hurting I'll do anything to feel better I don't know if this spiritual stuff is real but I'm fucking sad Mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna try this this and this and I think that what you went through is what brings a lot of people to the side of spirituality totally. where we are is like you're, you're traumatized. Pain. Yes. Your pain and really your is your journey and is your yeah. healing and it's how you help it's other your people. last your last grasp yeah. at like salvation, yeah. I guess. I literally was just like being a zombie in my life. Yeah. I felt like and yeah. was just waiting for her to like come back and yep. it never happened. Mm-hmm. And now in retrospect, four or five years later, however long Girl it's bye. been Thank you. Yeah. If you're listening, if you find this somehow, 
I still love you because you're a big part of who I am today and how I got here. Mm-hmm. But thank you for ghosting me. Yep. Because it's important. I literally got to become the person I'd always wanted to be and was meant to be. And you were holding me back. So love you. And I hope that you're doing well, but holy fuck, my life has been so much better. And I have made friends with people that I probably would have never been able to make friends with. I've grown spiritually in ways that I would have not been comfortable to do. So yeah, finding Reiki, it really helped me to like learn to trust my own intuition and help me get connected with my Claire's. We'll have an episode on that. We'll talk more about that, but just really learning that my empathness my honestly so I feel like a lot of people that are listening to that have no idea what that sentence just kind of meant <laughs> there are five it's it's Claire's. well there's more than that but five main the Claire's. basics yeah. so most people are familiar with the phrase clairvoyant there's mm-hmm. a lot off of your different senses so yeah. when she said Claire's it's like clairvoyant clairsentient whatever Claire so audience. I just wanted to clarify yes clair that girl <laughs> It's how you receive information. Yeah. And we will touch on that. We will totally go into that. But, but that's this, was, that. this was my first introduction to what Claire's were was yeah. through Reiki. And so, yeah, I jumped in and was like, I'm becoming certified. I'm doing this and I want to help people in this way. And it's been a complete game changer for me. So through that, too, through my healing and through finding Reiki, I also started doing like moon rituals with one of my besties, Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. You guys will hear from him soon one day, I'm sure. He's a magical unicorn. Love Love him him. already. Love him. Uh, But we just, yeah, we'd get together like every new moon, full moon, sit down, release, and call in. And just really started to gain a little bit more connection to myself. And really, it's like, it's self-care. It's showing up for yourself and connecting with yourself and Calling Even in what you, you desire and getting rid of the shit you don't need anymore. And Hell yeah. Yeah. So that was basically my journey. And now I'm in Oregon and that's a whole nother manifestation. You, manifestation. How did you um, realize that you were like a channel, psychic medium, all that stuff? Because you never really talked about Yeah. That. I, I mean, that I'm still getting comfortable with, honestly. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Burps are a way of energy moving through. We're leaving that. Uh, okay. <laughs> just releasing things, that's all. Tell your so, partner that when you got the farts. It's just the energy, my spiritual energy exactly. built up. Just releasing energy. So connecting and discovering that I could channel, I am a channel. Um, I so I met this beautiful soul, Julia. She's a future guest, the What's very near future. I met her through Joey, and she went on her own little spiritual journey you'll hear about and claimed her gifts as a psychic medium. She started offering a one-on-one mentorship mm. to connecting with your own psychic abilities, something that I learned through Reiki I had, but I just wasn't fully trusting, and I I'm a learner. Like I want to learn things and I feel like it's hard for me to say this is what I am without training, which is really dumb. If if you're like that, I get you. I hear you. I see you, but you don't need someone to tell you what you are either. 
uh, although it does really, really help to have guidance and yeah. to yeah, and to have someone to validate you, especially is really important when it comes to this. And so she she wrote up this beautiful little post of like, I feel three people in my energy, and here are how here are the different things that I feel about these people that I'm meant to work with. And the first thing, the first person that she wrote about, I was like, this is me. This is me. And I kept getting that. I kept getting my chills, which you'll hear. We call full body nipple chills around here. Mm-hmm. My chills are my yes. This yeah, is same. this is my confirmation from the universe, from my higher self saying, this is what you're supposed to do. Yep. And I was getting all these chills reading this. And so I messaged her. And I was like, this is me. I'm one of these people. And so we had kind of like a, what do they call them? Like a curiosity call or something like that, where we got together and she was like, this is what it's about. This is what we'll do. This is how much it is. Do you want in? And I was like, yes. Like I didn't even hesitate. So I signed up for that while in the midst of like, we're packing up our house, selling our house, getting ready to move to Oregon. I'm getting laid off from my job. And everything is just like divinely pointing me to where so I am. So this has only today. been like a year. A of year. You, yeah, like what? almost a year and a half of work, starting to work with her. You're so intensely <laughs> powerful Thank that you. I thought you've been doing that for like ten years. Thank you. Well, I, I feel like I really do believe, like now that I'm connecting into it, like it's been my whole life. It's been lifetimes of this, and it's just a matter of like waking up the witch literally like good morning that's what I've been doing my whole life and won't ever stop I'll keep learning I'll keep waking up and adding new things to my uh what do you call it my menu my (laughs) toolbox (laughs) that's why this podcast is so important I literally thought you'd been doing that for so much longer and like Reiki I I've got my first certification almost five years ago so that's something I've been working towards but I don't even really feel like I was fully stepping into that power but this is until like, working with Julia yeah this is all documentation this is like from now on you have on record of like where you started <laughs> yeah. for the next like who knows couple years 10 wait what if we do this for 10 years like Let's this was your beginning <laughs> and like holy shit this is just the beginning yeah and and even full body nipple chill yes <laughs> and it's been like a little over a year since I've done my first past life regression like had my first client for that wow. which I just gave her her second past life regression on Mount Shasta a few weeks ago that was amazing but it's amazing to look back on like that first experience to doing the past life regression I did this morning and like how much more confident I feel in doing that and how much more confident yeah. I feel with the messages that are coming through like I trust them now I don't judge them like I used to judge like why am I seeing shoelaces right now what the yeah. fuck does shoelaces mean and and <laughs> oh man I get all kinds of weird stuff I'm like yeah. you're just weird they mean things like we, it's we're humans so of course we judge these thoughts that are coming through but Everyone has these abilities. We're just taught to forget them at a very young age. Most of us are. It's so weird. When I did the three-hour um, Thai massage, I mm. didn't talk to her the whole time, which, like, I really like her. I was just, like, so just, like, ready to feel it and be in my body. And, like, towards the end of it, I was so, so tapped in. I was seeing, like, mm. these I don't know, like toys in the sand, like Amazing. something rolling over. I couldn't really tell. 
And I was like, am I supposed to pay attention to this? I don't know what this <laughs> is. And I mean, still don't really know what that was. But And sometimes you won't ever know. And that's okay, But too. did it have to do with her? Did it have to do with me? I don't know. This is why it's important. I think my Reiki instructor taught me this. To, like, just trust what's coming through and just say it. Like, don't judge yourself for it. Because you never know. Yeah, like, what if I said that to her? She would have been like, whoa. Yeah, that could have. Like, you could have been feeling her energy or something that she was going to be doing later that week. That or, like, a memory that, a memory that she was thinking she about. Yeah. Like, so here's an example. During one of my Reiki trainings, we were practicing on each other, which was really cool. I highly recommend doing in person with a group if you can. It's life-changing. But we were feeling the energies, and I was working with another woman who was also learning on this one guy. And all of a sudden, my left shoulder started hurting, and I started moving it around like this. For listeners, I'm, like, moving my shoulder around. I am going to hear it. <laughs> my ears are jingling or what are these called earrings (laughs) and she looks at me and she's like does your shoulder hurt and I was like yeah just all of a sudden it hurts she's like mine too and we both just like shook it off because holy fuck that's weird we're both feeling this right now okay noted so afterwards the man we were working on his daughter was also in our class and she later was like wait you girls felt something in your shoulder my dad has had this like torn something in his left shoulder and he's about to have surgery on it or whatever and it was like holy fucking shit like we both just felt this pain in our shoulder and it was connected to the man we were working on and this was before I trusted anything in myself and what I was doing and it was complete validation of like okay this is how you receive this is one way that you receive messages one of my Claire's. This is mm-hmm. Claire sentience. It's a, a way of feeling. So feeling this in my body, it was just like crazy confirmation. Like this is real and what I'm doing is real. That's also really important because I feel like, good, be skeptical. Like, please do. Like, that's why. But be open. But be open. But like, there's some stuff that you just, like, it's so clear and obvious and like you can't deny it so it's like totally like ask for those confirmations yeah go out into life and be skeptical but ask for proof because it will be given to you if you are open you will find the proof and it's pretty magical so we'll have a lot more in all these all these talks but I that's basically my story and how I got here and I really want to hear about Taylor's story. I hope you do too. Okay. I know you do. Hi friends. My name's Taylor. I am an intuitive hairstylist. I specialize in curly hair cutting. That's a whole journey. Um, I think all of that is important first to document where I'm at right now and like where that's going in my business. Things are changing. They're changing. The like intuitive part of that is becoming more of my brand and like what I'm doing. I love this for you. I'm so excited. If you're ever in Southern Oregon or wherever she travel and live in the future, holy fuck, you're in for a treat. This allows me to connect with people all over and that's how I met Amber. My little buddy. Super uncomfortable talking about myself. (laughs) So I'm just gonna get started and jump. I like to talk. I like to connect with people, storytelling and all of that, but this is a new thing we're doing. We're talking into a microphone about ourselves. Yeah, and I'm sure some of my like 
like talking about myself is all like stemmed to my childhood of being told like shut up yeah of <laughs> so, course i'm sure a lot of us um people can relate i grew up in southern illinois went to like catholic kindergarten mm. super catholic grandma my I, my parents are religious but like my grandma has forced my dad to go to church uh, and my mom's like yeah i think that there's a god and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Might as well go to church just in case. No, my mom, does, I don't, I've never been to church with my mom my whole entire life. Unless it was for a funeral. So um, she believes in a higher power. Yeah, But she's definitely. not subscribing to I'm sure, anything. like, when she's got shit going on, she'll pray. Yeah. But she, I don't even know what kind of church she would go to. No Bible in the house? Maybe. A, I rolled some joints <laughs> <laughs> with the Bible paper, like... Eight like, years like ago. Like, helping you to roll it? Or did you, like, oh, smoke no. the Bible? Oh, no. I was, like, I tried to smoke it, but oh, I was <laughs> too drunk. <laughs> that sounds awful. So, <laughs> there was a Bible somewhere in the house, but I don't think she used it. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, I did, like, the typical kid shit. Like, you make potions in the bathtub. You play in mm. the woods and call each other witches and all kinds of stuff like that. I did the, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board <laughs> with my friends and like third Raise grade. Raise your hand if you play yeah. light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thanks to the craft where my, we all learned it. My cousin had, what's it called? A Ouija board? Yep. Which is, okay, my cousin had a Ouija board, which is super weird because her parents were hella Lutheran <laughs> and she'll never listen to this because she's like super square <laughs> probably very lutheran herself but i think it was like i i want to say they made like a harry potter version of it oh my gosh really i could totally be making that up i but, would not be surprised i that mean it's sell. witches and wizards and yeah. stuff and well yeah like fifth fourth fifth grade like that's what about Crazy. when it came out okay it might not have been but we would do that and we would like Put stuff in the dark. Oh, my God. Okay. When I was in middle school, <laughs> we would turn off all the lights in the bathroom and do Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. All of these, like, weird witchy kid things. Kids are just witchy. Yes, we are inherently witchy. I don't remember, like, being divinely connected in any way. I definitely went through a period of time where I believed in nothing Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone around me was super religious, and I remember being like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I don't agree with that. I'm- when did you realize that? Like, what made you oh. realize um, that? When my parents told me that Santa wasn't real, <laughs> I automatically assumed that Jesus and God <laughs> were also not real. I'm like, oh, so we're telling stories here. Like, fun. You guys have just lied to me my whole life. <laughs> But I still believed in the Easter Bunny, which is like the weirdest <laughs> part. What is it about the Easter Bunny? Well, at least I've seen a bunny before. <laughs> what about the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> no, she's fake. Um, I feel like that's very valid, though. Like, I can't believe I didn't question that when I realized Santa wasn't real. You're like, oh, so we're all fucking telling stories in this house. Like the way your brain works. <laughs> I see how it is. I guess about like high school, start smoking weed, trigger warning for like young kids. Also, maybe if there's kids around, don't tell them I just said there's no Santa either. But, um, <laughs> hide your kids. 
<laughs> 18 and up here. <laughs> I started like messing around with psychedelics and other drugs and stuff and that I don't think you should do that in high school. Yeah, I think wait you till should you're like 20 yeah. 23 even 25, 25 maybe your frontal lobe is like Still done developing. developing when you're like 25 yeah. if you're 14 and listening to this please just just wait like definitely do it we want to encourage you to expand your mind and try new things but just wait till take care grown. of yourself and make sure you are with a trusted friend when you're older when you're older wait till um, you're 25 we're your aunties we're here to talk you can share your stories we might cut this anyways <laughs> It is kind of important. I think it's important. So, while doing psychedelics, you have this ability to kind of see the world in, like, a completely Mm. different magical way. Like, you almost get this, like, childish Mm -hmm. childhood sense of magical or magic back. And it's, like, everything's sparkly. Everything's connected. Everything feels so big and and intense. makes sense. And nothing makes sense. And it's just like, even if it's not like a super beautiful trip or things do feel confusing in the meantime, like while you're doing it, I think you come out of it with this like sense of clarity and oneness and connectedness. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was a big part of knowing like there's something more. There's no way that this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, well, and there's all these, like, synchronicities that happen when you're high. Like, yeah. everything is on this loop, and it all yeah. kind of, like, circles, and you see these connections that you never saw. And it makes it so clear that there's something more. Totally. Sounds like somebody on drugs, but whatever. No, it's very valid. It's very yeah. true. And that's why they're recommending ceremonies are becoming more mainstream and they are yeah there is research behind true uh psychedelic usage for mental health reasons so we're getting there kids you just wait you do it with someone who can really help you in a (laughs) magical way because it's not always fun and and dreamy (laughs) yeah i think like thinking back i would probably recommend like waiting till you're about 25 maybe do it with a friend but also have a trip sitter and then like someone that makes sure you're safe in that situation um I also think doing it in a ceremony setting is really beautiful I've I've Mm -hmm. honestly never even done that I've only taken psychedelics kind of in a party sense yeah I would love to connect in like a deeper way So I start going through that phase and then I real mainstream. I think everyone was doing this around 2008 or nine. The secret came out Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay. So I just start, I'm like, my mind's blown right open, right? (laughs) I just like done psychedelics and I do think (laughs) that I'm powerful and everything seems connected. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And so I start just like, you know saying my gratitudes every day Mm, I'm manifesting the things I want I'm posting things all over my house and things just like started happening to me and coming to me in like ways that like couldn't be explained like Mm. I was having I was I felt like I was able to have whatever I wanted whenever I wanted 
you know, it got a little maybe unhealthy at some <laughs> point. I think that... A little too much of anything's unhealthy. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> cool, you're the creator of your own reality, but, like, bring it back down to earth. <laughs> like... Yes. Because it gives you this, like... Too. Yeah, it gives you this sense of control, and then, like, maybe if something doesn't go right, you're like, oh, my God, everything's shit. free. Like, I'm freaking out. The world's ending, all this stuff. Yeah. And also trying to control other people. Like, it got to the you know, I had my first traumatic relationship and I'm like manifesting my little heart out and he's being a fucking asshole. And I'm like, why can't I make him better? And it's oh. like, cause you don't have control over you other people. Only have control over yourself. Yeah. And so I realized like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you can manifest stuff, but also dickhead's going to keep being an asshole. And like, that's, you can't change other people. It means you have to put yourself in alignment with your own higher self and sometimes that means people are toxic for you well that was for sure (laughs) that person in my life sometimes it takes Um, a little while to figure that out though (laughs) so speaking of that person we go through i you know i'm in a relationship with a narcissist and i think that i kind of lost my spark for a little bit Mm -hmm. i like didn't believe in i mean like i i mean i still believed in things but I just was so sad all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of how you were saying after you, I don't want to say like, lost your friend, but, like, went say, through yeah. your breakup. Like, yeah, I just felt breakup. like I couldn't, well, even with him, I felt so emotionally drained all the time. Like, I had nothing left, but, you know, they say it takes, like, seven times to get out of um, an abusive relationship, and it definitely took yeah. so many times. So, when we broke up. a lot of back and forth, like, break oh, up, all get the back time. together. Yeah. He'd fucking break everything in the house, punch holes in the walls, and then I'm like, and then it's, oh, then it'll never happen Can't again. Live without you. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, you're being nice to me? Cool, I love you. <laughs> yeah. And then finally I had to, like, say, okay, this is not healthy for either one of us. Yeah. And then I also found out he was, like, using, you know, drugs and stuff, like pills mm-hmm. behind my back. and Don't do that, kids. Don't ever do that. That's not going to help you expand your mind. So then I kind of went on this self-exploration journey that was more so just like, oh, I'm free. I'm going to party, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think I got kind of like lost and confused. And I had really, really, really fun, great years. And then I finally burnt out. And my bestie, Allison, love you. Moved to Oregon and got pregnant. And I was like, well, I can't live without you. So I'm coming. (laughs) I know for real. I'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) I'll see you soon. And uh, I think there's something really special about Oregon. And I think that I was drawn here for a reason. Whether it be my husband that I have now. Or my career that I have now. Or this podcast that I have with my little friend now. I just think that and so many other reasons you don't even know yet. Yeah. There's been a lot of bullshit and heartbreak, but it's also like I think I had to tear down every single aspect of my life here yeah. to rebuild. Yeah. Like I don't have... think what I was doing was working and I've had to completely destroy the foundation. Totally. I think Oregon really does that to you. Julie and I have talked a lot about how Oregon kind of forces you into this mandatory healing yeah and almost everyone I've talked to who has lived here did live here does live here 
has really spent the first year or two going through this mandatory healing. Mm-hmm. You do have to like break down and rebuild and it reclaim. My ass. Totally. So I moved to Oregon. I did I honestly kind of the same thing as Amber. I'm like, come home. I'm frustrated. I'm sobbing. I grab my journal and I'm just writing into it like all the things I want in a man. And I'm like, crying my tears into this journal and I'm like this is me I'm gonna manifest this all these things (laughs) and I mean it had to have been like a couple weeks later I only lived in Oregon for three months before I met Mm -hmm. Curtis so it was like pretty fucking fast (laughs) and yeah he's like basically perfect (laughs) I mean like for me you know we have our things and our issues but like all the things that I needed in a partner I have found in him and good balance yeah, it like it works. You just have, and I told Melissa to do it, and she's got her man now. She's so. got her man now, and it happened really quickly so after fast. I was like, "Hey, I did this thing. You should try it." And she was like, "Okay." And then like three weeks later, she's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm not a person. We want to have babies and yeah. <laughs> <do that together." laughs> and a lot of that too, like with her own journey, it's been the manifesting of who you want, but also like truly healing, healing and yeah. loving yourself. Like it all comes with loving yourself you can't fully love somebody else until you fully love yourself yeah I think Kurt I think Kurt has made me love myself though in a lot of ways that I wasn't able to through this like it's just been an unconditional love that I've Mm. never I mean like my mom loves me unconditionally but like (laughs) in a way that I've never experienced in a partner and like I think that grants you this like space of Mm, healing yeah like it allows you to be and also every other person I've been with is like stop doing that oh my god you're embarrassing me because I can be a lot and I love that (laughs) yeah I love that too I am extra (laughs) as fuck and he is just like hell yeah girl (laughs) like be your extra self like I pulled pulled something at our wedding so he was like get low do that thing and I (laughs) thought he meant the splits and then he was like no not what I meant I was like oh god I'm stuck (laughs) and he splits but he just encourages me to be my best funniest whatever like this podcast anything at work like he's always like Hell yeah, bitch. You can do whatever yes. you want. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, I can. Find you a man who supports whatever wild and crazy whoever you are. Yeah. All and it's ideas. okay. Like, just don't settle. No. Be ho- be fucking weird. There's somebody else out there that's fucking <laughs> weird too. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Just like be that and see, see who that calls in. Because yeah. the more authentic you are to yourself, the more people yeah. you're going to attract like you and totally. the more fulfilled of a life you're going to have. Totally. I think that living in Oregon and like, you know, my job, I talk to five to ten people. women a day. Right. And so like people here are into more witchy things. And so I'm talking to all yeah, these. That's so crazy to me. I never knew that moving here to Southern Oregon. Just I like mean, how spiritual the community is out yeah. here. Like, there's a reason I was pulled here. And I, I think that the first, totally <laughs> like, one of the first witch covens is, like, in Ashland. Well, we're going to have to back Yeah, that. we're going to. But, yeah, I mean, like, even talking to Kurt, like, his, I would say that his mom and, like, his family, I was just about to say normal. They are not normal <laughs> at all. But they're, like, four nor- more normal kind of people. They've always been, like, into 
they don't even think of it as witchy things, but like his, I told his mom the other day, I got these dousing rods and she was like, Oh, when I was a kid, my grandma would, or my mom would take these two sticks to find water. Yes. And that's like how we would like dig out our well and And it's like all of these like older practices that might not be normal now are just normal to this area. And I'm sure a lot of it comes from indigenous people and stuff like that but um yeah I just talk to all these women all the time that are like so many herbalist clients and crystal sellers and energy workers and massage therapists and then like holistic health things and like all these things that like I've been interested in forever but also things that I didn't even know I would be interested Mm -hmm. in but like totally align with me and so you know, I'm almost on my four year anniversary of working at the salon that I'm at. And so uh, by connecting with all these people, I've grown so much. And um, I think 2020 was really fucked up. Yeah. And really hard. I um, lost my stepdad to suicide. I lost my aunt who was basically a second parent Mm -hmm. to me uh, to cancer. I was in a car accident where the car flipped. Just all these things that were too much. And so I like my body started shutting down. I was incredibly inflamed. I was going to massage, acupuncture, chiropractor, like multiple times a week. Like I'm talking chiropractor three times a week, massage twice a week, every single day before work. I'm going somewhere, sometimes to both. And like nothing's helping at all. I'm in so much pain all the time and I'm used to being more active. And so then I also don't have the outlet of exercise because I'm feel like I'm dying. So So I'm depressed. So at that point I'm like willing to do whatever I can to feel better. I'm fucking stuck in fight or flight at that point Mm. and so I'm like okay yeah I'll try some energy work I'll see what this stuff is I tried um like a somatic emotional clearing which Mm. made me feel crazy after like (laughs) so good um we're gonna try to get Prana on here in a few weeks to talk to you guys about stuff like that and then do you know the more you connect with people and like get into I you know the Chinese medicine mm. from my acupuncture was one of the only things I don't know that the acupuncture worked for me in the intense state of like inflammation that I was in from stress and emotional distress but the powders mm. and like herbs that she was giving me whoa like whoa crazy I like my periods changed my like all my eczema went away. I'm like, you're a fucking witch. That's what's yeah. really up. Holly, if I can find witchy. you, I know you moved. <laughs> I fucking love you and I will find you. And you will come on this podcast. I know you like me too. So, yeah. And then, I mean, meeting you has been, even in the past few weeks, months, weeks. I don't know. It's been fast. <laughs> I think we met fast in February. At the same time. But, um, I mean... I've done a past life regression with our guest next week before that was really intense. And then when yeah. I did one with you, I felt crazy for like a whole week. <laughs> and then the Reiki with you was insanely powerful. And I just mm. feel like I am waking up the witch totally. in a very quick way yeah, that I've been like, on the fast track for sure. Yeah, I've been You've been waiting for this. Waiting medicine. for. Yeah. I just didn't know what to 
do or where to start. And I mean, that's a part of this podcast. Like hopefully we can give you tools on your journey to move forward and try to you know, Find wake up, resonates with wake you. up the witch inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the goal. Yeah. I think that we have just so many incredible people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Endless. <sighs> it's going to be so good. It's going to be fucking great. It's going to be fucking I'm great. I'm so excited. And know. in the past year, like what, what made you, because you're the one who came up with the idea for this podcast. You're like, I want to, let's do a witchy podcast. I think it was after your Reiki session. And we all went out to dinner with our friend Melissa. She'll be a regular guest around Okay, here. well, all the time, anybody <laughs> who I'm hanging out with, I'm like, let's start a podcast. And they're like, what? About what? And I'm like, I don't know. And then you were like, yeah, we can talk about all. Because we go, we go to wine once, yeah, we, on Wednesdays. We do, like, wine Wednesdays. And we end up talking for hours and hours and hours about this stuff yeah. so it makes sense to put it on the fucking internet <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> might as well tell other people and if you don't like it you don't have to listen it's really not that big of a deal it's true like we're it doing the same true. thing that we do all the time yeah. we just have a microphone and she has to figure out how to edit stuff which is kind <laughs> of a bitch i'm literally learning and growing yeah. in the physical way right now but to me waking up the witch was kind of like I'm learning all these things all the time, whether it be from you or other people in general. And it's kind of like this awakening that I'm on. And it came, I don't know, it just came to me. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's beautiful. The name like came right to you too. And we're like, yes, yes, that's it. That's my yes. (laughs) Yeah, she got full body nipple chills. (laughs) Starts in my head, down my feet, nipples get hard. It means yes. <laughs> I think I coined that with Julia. I don't remember. I love it. Uh, so shout out to Julia. Whether I don't know if that was your idea or if I said it or where it happened, but it is what we say now. <laughs> that was really loud. That's okay. Uh, we're new at this, so if you hear weird loud noises in the background, we literally sound checked for two hours. We we're trying, and we don't have a producer. I'm our yeah. producer. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet. So and that's okay. And that's okay because one thing that has really inspired me about Taylor's when I first met her, she said her New Year's resolution was to get good at being bad at things. Yeah, I am such a sore loser that like <laughs> if I'm not the best at whatever I'm doing, I don't want to do it, and I feel like that has held me back from a lot of really great things because you're not gonna be great at everything you try the first time no not at all there's find that like childlike playful part of yourself that doesn't give a shit yeah yeah fall down well don't if you're 30 (laughs) careful careful of the knees and that back i know they hurt now maybe do things where you don't fall down because it takes a little bit longer to recover (laughs) You're oh. hearing that from someone recovering still. <laughs> but uh, maybe try smart. <laughs> try smart. <laughs> try painting or yeah, bird watching. And... and and who's to say what's perfection, too? Like I also don't give a shit about that anymore, either. I think that's been such a huge release for me this year. Is mm. I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care. And wow, the fact that it takes to get into your 30s to yeah, fucking realize seriously. that. But it's like, 
If you're in your 20s, just hold on. They say 30s are way better, and I promise you I'm here to tell you they are. They're way better. I like me. (laughs) My husband likes me. My friends like me. That's kind of all that matters. My clients love me. Like We all keep coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Part of it has to be my personality. If my personality, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But it's also more than that. It's loving your body and like Mm -hmm. the the body you're given that gives you so many things. Like we just have this one human experience, and like wow, to hate to like hate your body your whole life. Like what a fucking waste. Yeah, and lots of our moms and grandmas have never gotten to that point, and like. We'll never get there. And I think that that's why we have to heal that trauma yes. ourselves. Um, I think as long as you're taking care of yourself and you're healthy, like that's yeah. the most you healthy. can do. Whatever you look like in that you space. You can't look at healthy from the outside completely. You, yeah. you can see some of that. But if you're looking at your Sports Illustrated and you think that's healthy, I guarantee most of those people aren't actually clinically healthy i mean the smallest body that i've ever been in personally myself was the most unhealthy i've ever been and so i think that health comes in all different shapes sizes and bodies and knowing that that's okay i think that's gonna be a really healing part of this journey as well and you'll see us go through all that and we were women born as women so we have these hormonal cycles naturally too and and we're already synced up by the way but I I think too as a as a woman with these hormonal cycles the way I feel in my body changes literally day to day some days I feel really sexy and super hot and then some days I see a picture of myself and I'm like whoa that's not me and some days I feel really bloated and weird and people are like you look so hot today (laughs) and so it's really confusing but I think as you're saying to have grace with yourself and no matter what you feel you look like or how you're feeling that day and be gentle with your body and yourself like it's like how it's okay if you feel like you look like shit yeah. And you don't have to force yourself to do all these crazy things. No. Like, if something doesn't feel right to you, that's not what's supposed to be for you. If, you, like, yes. killing yourself exercising doesn't feel right, take it slow. Yeah. Do some yoga. Walk. You know what? Going I'm pretty sure walk. walking is the secret yeah. to longevity of life. Fucking fight 100%. me if you think different. 100%. It's one of the most gentle forms of exercise you can do that actually has great impact on your life. Most people you read about and like look at that live forever are people that are just walking every day. And your mental health is just as important as your physical health. So I think that it's more important because if you're mentally not doing well, your body's not going to do well. Exactly. I have learned from living in that state of stress for so long. I can tell when my body's fucking stressed now. Mm-hmm. And learn to know your body. It's fucking crazy that I've spent <laughs> th- almost 31 years having no clue about how my fucking body works. And like Same. this last, even just this last month, I've written down how I'm feeling every day, mm. how much I slept, and just like my mood and cycle. Like if I'm on my period, how much blood. Mm. And it's just 
in one month, like, I've learned so much about my body. And, like, holy shit, why did it take me so long? And some people will never, like, my father, sorry to call out my dad, but, like, he'll never listen to this anyways. Um... (laughs) has no clue what's going on in his body, mind, yeah. whatever. And, like, I know he's sad and, like, depressed, but it's, like, he has no connection with his own yeah. body. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's so important to have your mind connected to your body yeah, because they are connected. It is connected. Yeah. And, like, maybe they used to think they weren't, but. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of a newer phenomenon in a yeah. way. Like, maybe not, like, in the past year, but you know, it's still pretty fresh and new. And we'll and have guests on here that specialize in that totally. stuff. Totally. That's been a huge part of my healing journey, my spiritual journey, is connecting with my body. I literally spent the first 30 years of my life afraid of my body, mm-hmm. afraid of what it was doing. The things were happening in my body that were never explained to me that I just thought I was dying and mm-hmm. too afraid to get told that I was dying. So mm-hmm. I didn't do anything about it. Wow. And... It's pretty frightening to think that a lot, like, people of my generation, which I'm technically a millennial, like, growing up as a millennial and not having the knowledge of how to take care of myself in my 20s and not... It's because our parents didn't. Yeah, well, it's... Not everybody's, uh, but most. And that's what's... That's a and whole then their parents frustrating thing. Like, and that's the thing. It's just been this, like, passed down thing. And I also We're all just doing the best that we can. Like, we're the first people, the first, like, generation, though, that hasn't had to deal... Like, okay, I'm not saying that where we're at now isn't fuck shit bullshit. Like, the housing market, the COVID, the all these things, but, like... Up until now, people died from war, famine, and, like, d- like disease. Which, I mean, COVID did just happen, yeah. so I'm not undermining that at all. But besides that, this is the first time that we've been allowed to, like, expand outside of, like, survival. Yeah. And so, like, we are survive. in this place of awakening and being able to grow deeper because we're not just surviving. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's it's a huge blessing. Yeah. And so, like, let's take some of the criticism, maybe, away of our ancestors, um, because they were just doing the doing best, the best they, they could. could. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and now we have the freedom to yeah. go deeper. They're dealing with what was being given to them and the constraints that they lived within. And then a lot of them were young parents, too. So then yeah. their kids having kids just trying yeah. to survive and, like, make shit work. Yeah. And we are in our 30s, childless and still. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... We're doing the best that we can with what we have. Not but saying like, we're perfect by any means. There's still room to grow and learn, which is, again, why we're here. But we work up for the challenge. We're willing yeah. to do the work. We're willing to heal ourselves, to grow and expand, to gain knowledge of our health, of our wellness, and the whole that we are in our body and our souls, and see how they all interact together to help us live the best possible life we can live today. And, and pass down and to pass the people after this, if you know, we don't die in 30 years. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
And, and I mean, if, if that means influencing our own seeds that come into the world yeah. or influencing others around us. Just like, through this, maybe this podcast this is podcast. our babies and that we didn't yeah. know that. And yeah, maybe this is our baby. This is, this is our <laughs> that baby. That we get this to is influence. one of our babies. We're, yeah. We've had this baby and now we're nurturing it together. It's the birth of waking up the witch. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I think that's a great segue to kind of head us on out. Wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. How are we going to say goodbye? So thank you guys. Goodbye. Farewell <laughs> to you, my friends. No. Oh. <laughs> the kids in the box. Are you too old what for box? that? <laughs> goodbye. Farewell I no idea to you, you my friend. <laughs> Okay. I think you're Singing older. Than sound me. of music. I'm fucking old as shit. <laughs> We're, We're gonna save that this. in for sure. No. That's All right. Be- this has been waking up the witch. It's been so nice connecting with you tonight. Thank you for connecting with us and listening to our stories. Next week, we have a guest named Celeste, where we'll talk about past life regression, soul-to-soul healing, um, Akashic records, and stuff like that. You can find us on social media. At Waking Up The Witch. On TikTok and Instagram. If you'd like to email us our corrections, your questions, or your witchy stories, you can email us at wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. We're so excited to connect with you and hear from you. Thank you guys again so much. Good night, witches. Love you. Drink some water. Put water by your bed. (laughs)